morning and happy Sabbath to one and all. I will herewith make the announcements and I will uh, follow it up with a welcome. The announcements for all the churches uh, for this week, beginning from today, this afternoon at half past three, at 3.30 p.m. this afternoon, the Bible study continues and our pastor, Pastor John Melky, will be taking the Bible study and the title will be The Second Walk and the two end time witnesses. So this afternoon, please come and be enriched by the studying of the Bible with our pastor, Pastor John Melke at half past three. And tomorrow, as usual, at 4 p.m., that we will be having the non-STA Bible study again conducted by our pastor. So those of uh, you who would like to invite any of your non-SDA friends, please feel free and glad to invite them to the study of the Bible with the non-SDA friends tomorrow at 4 p.m. on the Zoom platform. And again on Monday at 6 p.m., the teens will be studying the Bible with our pastor at 6 p.m. on Monday. And the ID for all these Zoom uh, meetings are the same, which is our pastor's uh, uh, ID. In fact, the ID that we are on here today. And I would like to also inform all the churches that these, uh, this time we will be having a combined week of prayer 
at the end of the month, beginning from the 21st of November through to the 28th of November. For the whole week, we will be having the uh, meetings. So in the ensuing weeks, we will be giving further details. So all four churches are getting together to conduct the week of prayer. Please ensure that uh, since this is online and on the Zoom platforms, I'm sure we will not have any difficulty in coming to these meetings. So that concludes the announcements. And it's my great pleasure and privilege to welcome you in God's good and great name uh, to this church divine service this Sabbath. In fact, those of you who have gathered here, I can see you all smiling with your beautiful, uh, radiant uh, smiles. And it's so good to see you smiling and happy on this blessed Sabbath morning. Because this is the day the Lord has made. In fact, we are supposed to rejoice and be glad in it. And those of you whom I cannot see, both in the Zoom platform, as well as those of you who are watching it on YouTube, I'm sure the radiant beams of the same smile that I can see here or uh, there on your faces as well. May God bless you and give you the joy of fellowshipping and worshipping with the saints of God, either here or on other social media platforms or on the internet. So we want to welcome all the regular church members and visitors in God's name. I hope you will be blessed as you worship here today. Those of you who are visiting for the first time, we would like to extend a very special welcome to you all. And I'm sure you will feel feel at home as you worship here with us. And if you have any queries, any questions, please stay back so that at the end of the sessions, you can either uh, drop in through the chat or you can chat to a pastor or one of the elders so that you know we can get to know you. The program is going to be as follows. Following my announcements, and welcome. We will be having the opening song by Sister Grace. And our very own pastor, Pastor John Melky, will be leading the intercessory prayer and he will lead us all to the throne of grace. And the offertory prayer will be done by Sister Sapiral Segrin and children's story will be done by Sister Chisola. The scripture reading this morning will be done by Ashlyn Praveen and our pastor will make a short um, uh, ad administrative announcement after that and also introduce the speaker. Before the speaker uh, comes in, you will be having a special reading by Elder Robert Beswick. And as I said, the sermon will be given to us by a visiting pastor from India, more of him, and the pastor will be introducing and welcome him later today. So I will leave that task to the pastor for later. And I'm sure God has a great blessing in store for us through the message from the servant of God. Closing song will be done by Elder Moses Sebeliba and his dear wife, Sister Hilda Sebeliba. And we will be having the benediction offered by Pastor Jose Prakash. And I will conclude with a word of thanks. We will, after the word of thanks, all the church, Chemsford church members are requested to go into the breakout room for uh, uh, activities that pastor will be mentioning it later. So I'm going to do the call to worship now as we enter into the divine hour. Uh, 
I'm going to read it from uh, Psalm chapter 5, verses 7 to 8. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. Even though it is not the house of God, but it is through this Zoom, it is the house of God that we are entering it virtually. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of mine enemies. Make your way straight before me. What a beautiful uh, psalm uh, that this, uh, David has written. He says, Lord, I come to your house because of your, the abundance of your steadfast love. As we look through the past week, we can see, you know, as we even turn back our uh, uh, head and look past the week that we have come by, we can see streaks of God's abundant and steadfast love. And, and with that, we have come here to praise the Lord and to bow down and thank him for his goodness, for his kindness, for his mercies, for his marvelous leading. And also as we worship, we, the psalmist says, we need to worship the Lord in awe and in fear and in reverence because the Lord is a righteous God. And Lord, it is our plea as we come now that you will make the way straight. And, you know, I hope and pray that the week that we enter, that the same blessings that fo followed us last week will continue and go before us, and the Lord will make the way straight for us. So before uh, we uh, continue with the opening song, let us all bow our heads as we reverently seek the Lord in prayer. Mighty God, our Heavenly Father, we come before your awesome presence with fear and with reverence. And as we bow before your presence, I plead and I pray for this congregation that is waiting upon the Lord for the divine manna. Lord, we have come here to pray to you, to praise you, to Lord, to listen uh, to stories, to read the scriptures, as well as to also, Lord, be fed by the manna from heaven. I pray and Lord, place all those who are going to participate into your hands. May you empower them with your Holy Spirit. May you cover them with your grace and strength so that they will be able to deliver the message that you have for this church. We want to thank you for all the members who are present here. I pray, Lord, this worship experience for this church will be an awesome experience for us. Lead us into the truth because you said the truth will set us free. In Jesus' name be humbly pray. Good morning and a blessed Sabbath to you all. Um, our opening song uh, will be coming from um, Christ in Song, uh, number 215, and the song is Wait and Memor Not. The home where changes never come, no pain, no sorrow, toil, no care. Yes, tis a bright and blessed home, who would not 
rest in them. Oh, wait, meekly wait and murmur not. Oh, wait, meekly wait and murmur not. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait and murmur not. Yet when bow down beneath the Lord, by heaven allow thine earthly Lord, thy hands to reach the blessed abode. Wait meekly, wait in Memanon. Oh, wait meekly, wait and Memanon. Oh, wait meekly, wait and Memanon. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait and Memanon. If some sons are found, or think who bore them on his brow. If grief the sorry heart has found, it reached the holy earth. Oh, wait, meekly wait and memor not. Oh, presence of the Lord, I would like to reassure you with God's promises taken from Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. <clears throat> Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And this is uh, my humble request to every one of us. When we kneel down, we need to have an assurance and hope that God will take care. And therefore, 
be anxious for nothing. And even now, as we kneel down before the Almighty God, the Creator, and the Caretaker, and let's cast all of our burdens, and He has assured us that I will take care. Let's kneel down for prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in so faithful who will all our sorrow share Jesus knows our every weakness so take it to the Lord in Our Father, our Creator, and our Sustainer, and our Life Preserver. O El Shaddai God, we come to your holy presence, bringing all your people into your hand. They are yours, O Lord, and yours only. We thank you for our spared life. And if you think and look about our sins, we would be perished long ago. But we thank you for your grace and mercy, which is even today is fresh and new. God in heaven, you know everything. There is nothing transparent before your eyes, O Lord, all our problems and anxiety. And therefore, dear Lord, I humbly be, uh, uh, beg you to stretch out your mighty hand and lay upon every person in Zoom and in YouTube, wherever the prayer is taken, please, dear Lord, be with them and help them and encourage them and them please remind them that you are still our God and our living Savior. If there is anyone here, dear Lord, crying in their hearts because the hope is fading, if there is anyone here, dear Lord, fearful of this pandemic, if there is anyone, dear Lord, passing through depression and difficulties, and dismay. If there is anyone here, dear Lord, passing through family crisis, no peace in their home, no sleep on their bed. If there is anyone here, dear Lord, still struggling because of their employment 
and because of their financial instability. Oh dear Lord, if there is anyone here crying in their hearts because their spiritual life is slowly and steadily dwindling in their lives. If there is anyone here, dear Lord, unable to keep the Sabbath, unable to fulfill their desire in your name, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I come to your throne to be merciful upon every person, dear Lord, so that they will find peace in Christ, which cannot be taken out, which cannot be snatched out, dear Lord. I bring Elder Michael Williams' mother, who is hospitalized. I bring Sister Wallace's mother, who is also unwell, dear Lord. And we also bring many people who are infected and in critical stage because of this dreadful corona. Oh, mighty God, our great physician, please look at them and bring them back to the normal and be recovered. We thank you for your mercy, dear Lord. We thank you for your grace once again which will enable every person to be equipped and edified in Jesus Christ. May your mighty comfort be encircled with your people so that they will find comfort in Jesus Christ. Bless our young children. Bless our young people. And dear Lord, sometime because of the lockdown, they may be troubled. And we also pray for the frontline workers, O oh Lord, and retailers. Be with them. And just to strengthen them, dear Lord, because they are in the front, facing the lions in the cave. Preserve your people, O oh Lord. And even now, we bring your messenger, who you have sent, to bring your message and your word. Help us to treat it as your own word exclusively for this congregation. So anoint him and whatever the words proceeded from his mouth may be beneficial for all of us, O oh Lord. Thank you so much. When we close the divine service, help us to feel that we are revived in all the ways. Thank you for hearing our prayers. And thank you for encouraging us once again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy Sabbath um, to my brothers and sisters. Here I come to talk about offertory. If you can open your Bible to Ezra chapter 7, Ezra chapter 7, 
verse 15 onwards please <clears throat> 15 to um, 17 you can uh, people who are using their gadgets as well please open to Ezra chapter 7 verse 15 says moreover you are to take with you the silver and gold that the king and his advisors have freely given to to the God of Israel whose dwelling is in Jerusalem Together with all the silver and gold you may obtain from the province of Babylon, as well as the free will offering of the people and priest of priest for the temple of their God in Jerusalem. With this money, be sure to buy bulls, rams, and male lambs together with their grain offering and drink offering, and sacrifice them to the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. This is the king of Babylon who writes letter um, to Ezra saying that you go and take all these things to give sacrifice. He is the foreign king. He knows the value of the sacrifice. He knows the value of the offering. And he's sending them, you send all, so he's sending the letter saying that these all to be given to Ezra. If you read this whole chapter, it's so amazing. A foreign king, king can think about our is offering to the living God. How about us? We are his children. We are Israelites. We are the modern Israelites. Are we giving that free will offering from our treasury or we are withholding it? God is clearly saying, we would have heard this plenty and plenty time, Malachi 3 uh, verse 10, bringing all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. God is telling that he is going to bless us. But the story which I read just now about Ezra, the king of Babylon, he's actually scared. He's saying in um, uh, Ezra chapter 7, <clears throat> Um, verse, uh, verse 26, he says, you also to know that you have no authority to, no, before, sorry, verse 28, whatever the God of heaven has prescribed, let it be done with the diligence for the temple of the Lord of heaven. Why should his wrath fall on the realms of the kings? So he's actually scared and giving the offering, but God is telling not to get scared. Um, you give with wholeheartedly so that my blessings will come. So are we ready to get his blessings by giving his offering and tithe faithfully and voluntarily? Please take your time and give the offering, which has been already posted in uh, groups, uh, account details. Please take time to do that. Um, let's pray. Our most gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your faithfulness towards us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the promise which you have given to us in Malachi 3 chapter. Lord, help us to be uh, willing to give uh, to you, Lord, not with um, grudge or unwillingness, but to give us, give the offering to you with um, happiness, Lord. Help us uh, in among us, if any one of us struggling lord please meet our need so that we can give to you 
like that widow woman, let us give the <clears throat> lost coin which we have given, we have Lord, so that we can get the blessings which you have prepared for us. Lord, be with each and every one of us, the hands which you have given and the hands which you are going to give and also the hands which you are unable to give. Bless us equally, Lord, so that we will enjoy the blessings and share the blessing with the others. Be with the people who are handling the money, Lord. Give them the wisdom and knowledge from above so this money will be handled carefully and for your cause and your cause alone. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There once was a king called Nebuchadnezzar. Can you say that with me? King Nebuchadnezzar. Yes, and he was the most powerful king in all of the Babylonian region. Now, because King Nebuchadnezzar's empire was so big, he needed some help. There was lots of people chosen from different nations where King Nebuchadnezzar had conquered and taken over. And they were all chosen to come and help him rule his large empire. One day, King Nebuchadnezzar decided to call all of the rulers of the land together in his presence in the royal pavilion. And he watched them gather one by one. And this was such a special occasion that no one, absolutely no one dare not to come. The king stood up. The great moment had arrived. And the trumpets blew their horns. And you might be wondering, what's this great big moment? What's arrived? I'll tell you. And so the herald went on to say, all people, all nations and all languages hear the command of the king. And then he went on to say that the king has made a gigantic gigantic statue and it's in his own image. The statue was 90 feet tall. Do you know how big 90 feet is? 30 meters. 30 of these is how tall the statue was. It was huge. Everyone at the sound of the cymbals, at the sound of the music, everyone was to bow down and worship the golden statue. Anyone who does not bow down and worship the golden image will immediately be thrown into the fiery furnace. And so when the musical instruments played, Everyone fell down and worshipped the golden image 
two rulers were worshipping together when suddenly one of them saw something that made him tug the other's robe in order to get his attention to look. Three young princes, the rulers of the capital city itself, were openly disobeying the king. Can you imagine? Boris Johnson wouldn't disobey the queen now, would he? These three men had been brought as captives from their distant land of Judah and their names had been changed by King Nebuchadnezzar and because of their abilities they had been given some high ranking positions. Now although King Nebuchadnezzar had changed their names their hearts had remained the same and they believed in God and bowing down to an image is something that God had told them never ever to do. And so the two rulers hurried down and didn't waste any time getting to the king as they wanted to report what they had seen. They wanted to report the three rulers who were called Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. King, O oh king, these three men are rulers of the great Babylon. Yet they refused to bow to your statue. How dare these men disobey me? Bring them here at once. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were hurried to the king's presence. And when they arrived, the king asked them, is it true that you did not bow down to the golden image? And they said, yes, it was true. The proud and mighty king Nebuchadnezzar decided to give the men a second chance. And if they bow to the image, he truly would forgive them. And so the brave young men replied, our God is able to deliver us. But even if he chooses not to, we will never serve your gods or worship the golden image. The king was furious. He said, turn that furnace up seven times hotter than it's ever been before and take Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego down to the furnace and put them to death for their willful disobedience to me and my commands. Now it wasn't long before the furnace was made seven times hotter than what it usually was. And the three young men were securely tied and one by one thrown into the furnace. And once the soldiers had finished throwing them into the furnace, they had to turn and run because the heat was too much. But the flames leaped out of the blazing furnace and burnt them to death. And then the king saw something that immediately made him jump to his feet. He could not believe his eyes. Forgetting about his dignity, the king ran with the rest of the people. He wanted to get a better look. Look! 
shouted the king. Do you see what I see? But, but didn't we throw three men into the, the fiery furnace? Uh, 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 and they were tied up. But, but but I see four, and and they're loose and, and walking around. How can this be? And the fourth man looks just like the Son of God. King Nebuchadnezzar knew in his heart that the Lord God was the true and living God. And so he called for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego to come out of the fiery furnace. The people couldn't believe their eyes. They were amazed, they were in shock as the three men walked out of the fiery furnace. No hair scathed, unharmed. They didn't even smell of smoke. King Nebuchadnezzar fell to his knees and cried out, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who delivered his servants who trusted in him. And shortly afterwards, a decree was read to all the nations under King Nebuchadnezzar's rule. And it said, no one, absolutely no one, should speak against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were promoted to higher places than they were before. But their real happiness was in their freedom to worship God. And so what can we learn from this story? Well, it's very clear when we stand up for God, no matter what the situation, he will always be with us. Our key text for today is Isaiah chapter 43, verses two and three. And it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, like the Hebrew boys did, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Just like he protected Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, he can protect us in no matter what the situation, as long as we stay true to him and true to his word. Thank you for listening and thank you for spending your children's story with Storytime with Auntie Chizzy. Make sure to check out all the rest of our stories on YouTube. See you next time. Good morning church, happy Sabbath. Today for scripture reading I'll be reading Joshua chapter 5 verse 13 to 15. And it, came and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for one of us or our adversaries? So he said, No, but as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped, and said to him, What does the Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take, you for, take off your sandals, for the place where he is standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Thank you.
I have a few announcements to make. <clears throat> Number one for uh, Shamsward Church, right after the word of thanks. Could you please uh, break out yourself for our final nominating committee reading? So also, please cast your vote in order to approve the nominating committee recommendations. So please, all the Shamsward bona fide members, uh, please uh, lock in yourself in the breakout room uh, right after the word of thanks so that uh, you all can approve me, uh, the officers for 2021. And next week, which is the 14th, um, all the Basildon district members, and you will hear the first reading of the nominating committee recommendation. So please prepare yourself to wait for a few more minutes after the vote of thanks in the divine service so that you will hear the first reading of the nominees uh, recommended by the nominating uh, committee uh, members. So please kindly uh, make note of this so that we will not have any description, but uh, we will go straight into the uh, holy business. Um, <clears throat> uh, this is my privilege to introduce the speaker of this hour, Pastor Jos Prakash. I know him for uh, several years, and I would like to just give you uh, just a few or a glimpse of his life. Uh, I understood that he is a very humble and God-fearing person. I have no compromise in it uh, because whenever I met him, he exercised humility, not for the human being, but, but for the Lord. The second thing, as I introduced you, the speaker of this hour, he is not only man of God, but is a very faithful husband and good father of his two children. Very seldom we see such people. He's a very faithful husband and a, a good father for his two children. He was a, a Kerala Union or South India Union a ministerial a personal ministry leader. Now he is as president of the North Kerala Conference, or section they say, um, North Kerala Conference president. And he's very hardworking and a powerful speaker. And this is our uh, humble privilege on behalf of uh, all our congregation to welcome Pastor uh, Jos Prakash to our. Uh, congregation to share what you have received from the Lord uh, as a message. And may the Lord bless you and may the Lord bless your family and your conference and all your congregation wherever you preach. Uh, please take our greetings to your uh, churches as well. But before you speak, Pastor uh, Jos Prakash, uh, God may be glorified by a special number by Elder Robert Besick.
Robert Bissick, this is your time. Greetings to you from uh, Kerala, especially. And it is my privilege to speak to you this uh, morning. For you, it is morning. So whenever I mention evening, please accept uh, my pardon and understand it as morning for you. Uh, it is almost 5.40 in the evening here in India. I also want to thank uh, Pastor John Milkey, my teacher, school teacher, who introduced me. It is a privilege for being introduced by your teacher. 
and i also want to thank all the people all the church members across uh, the uk uh, or from your district who have gathered here in various places in the comfort of your homes listening to the word of god this evening i pray that you will be blessed as we spend some time for the lord i also want to thank for the opportunity that has been extended to me uh, to speak for this district meeting and i understand that there are almost uh, close to 100 families listening to this message before i go further i would like to read the verse that we had already read once again joshua chapter 5 was 13 to 15 and it says when joshua was by jericho he lifted his eyes and looked and behold a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand and joshua went to him and said to him are you for us or for our enemies and he said no but i have come as the host of the captain of the lord and joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him what does my lord say to his servant and the commander of the lord's army said to joshua take off your shoes from your feet for the place you are standing is holy and joshua did so shall we bow our heads for a short prayer all lord of abraham isaac jacob and even the lord of israelites lord you have led us during the past years and we have come to a point that we are ready to enter into the eternal kingdom lord at the threshold of the canaan we are called to face problems in life lord as we church gather together this morning to seek your blessings to seek your counsel as how we would enter the promised land fill us with your spirit bless us with your counsel that we may throw all the filthiness from us and we will be counted a worthy participant for your kingdom this morning we place all of us into thy care and keeping oh lord bless us and control our thoughts as we spend few minutes before you lord help us to have a connection before you and between both you and us that we may be rightly called to serve you in your kingdom for these few verses we ask in jesus holy name amen Joshua is one of the smallest boy who left Israel along with 6 lakhs of men and when Joshua and his people are encamped at the threshold of Canaan now only Joshua and Caleb are in the group from the time Israel started their journey when 6000 men started i mean 6 lakhs men started from egypt there was moses there was aaron miriam and a lot of people who could lead israelites from the front now joshua and caleb are the only two people who have started the journey from egypt and now they have reached gilgal and gilgal is 
a short distance from Jericho. And we know the story of Jericho and what happened to Jericho between Israelites and Jerokoites. During the last 40 years of the pilgrim sojourn, Israelites had to face a lot of problems. Now there is no Joshua, there is no Aaron, and it is only Joshua and Caleb as leaders. Gilgal is the entrance to Canaan, and they have already come to Canaan, and to claim it as theirs, they had to defeat Jerichoites. And Joshua was there with his group for the last almost five to six months, at least. I understand they were, they were there for almost a year. One day, as the story goes on to say, that he lifted his eyes and saw Jericho standing very big. And to add to the agony, he saw a man with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua was preparing men to defeat Jericho for the last one year. And Joshua knew that they are unarmed and they, they could do nothing with their strength. Though the people of Israel were large in number, the unarmed people cannot destroy the gigantic walls of Jericho. And Joshua was making all kinds of preparations to defeat the Jerichoites and enter the Canaan that God had promised for them. And for the last almost a year, Joshua and his men could see Jericho face to face. And when they turned towards Jericho, they could see only Jericho, nothing else. And Joshua, that day morning, he was praying to God, God, you send us a help that we would enter the Canaan. This morning, I would just, three, just say three things so that you will understand what as God's people would do to this end time, uh, in end time sojourn. The first thing that I would stress is Joshua always had problems. And the point that you have to understand or you should uh, you know, uh, remember is there will not be a time where we will not have a problem to face. In all our lives, we will have to face one problem or the other. If the problem of today is small and the problem of tomorrow would be bigger. And Joshua, when he was very small, when he left Egypt, he saw all kinds of problems that children of Israel had to face. And there were problems and issues of settling down this huge uh, group of people. And there were a problem of giving them food. There was a problem of uh, sheltering them. There was a problem of giving them water. And there was a problem of defeating people groups on the way. And there was a problem of, you know, keeping them alive all throughout their uh, journey to the, bring them back to the promised land. And it was not an easy journey. And Joshua now... When he looked back the way God has led him, 
and he understand that god was leading him from the front only because of that he could reach gilgal and gilgal which simply says god has uh, removed the reproach of egypt from israelites so joshua knew that there is no remembrance of the past defeats in us we are in a place where god is called to bless us and now joshua has lifted his eyes and saw jericho and top on top of that he is seeing a man drawn uh, sword in his hand he is ready to fight when i was a small child i used to go help my uncles in the farm during my vacation time and at the end of the day they would give us a coin a small coin uh, during those days five paisa coins were in use and i would take that five paisa coin to my home and in the evening i would you know show that five paisa coin against the kerosene lamp and i would i would catch it so very close to my eyes so that the ender world will be that five paisa as i bring back the five paisa coin uh, across my eyes against or far from my eyes i would see the brightness and the light of the world and the kerosene lamp in the dark room for many years i thought that five paisa was the biggest amount of money that i can ever uh, Uh, treasure and every night i would take that five paisa coin and hold against the kerosene lamp i would say this is by this is my biggest treasure joshua here in gilgal every day every night he is seeing that jericho standing very tall and he knew that with this unarmed people of god would never enter canaan but he was expecting god's intervention unless god do miracle children of israel will not enter into the promised land as joshua was there for the last one year seeing this darkest part of the wall every day knowing that he would never defeat and endo canaan and he was seeking god's help and intervention that some point of the day or some point of the sojourn god will destroy this jericho and we would enter the promised land my dear children of god every day when we rise every day when we go to bed every day in our day to day lives in every day's job we face difficulties and problems and was and as young people when we sit back and we live at the mercy of our parents we would say oh the food is not good that's my biggest problem oh i have no friends that will be my biggest problem sometimes i would think i i didn't get admission in the desired college that would be my biggest problem or i could not join my friend in the newest college and that would be my biggest problem every day at any age we would have to have uh, face the problems and for joshua and the children of his friends they had problems one after the other and every time when they came to a newer problem they knew that god had led them in the past as human being we always think 
that the problem that we face currently is the biggest of all the problems that we have ever faced. And the funniest part of it is the next day or a few days after, we would never remember the problem that we had faced then. That is God's leading. And Joshua had to face this problem before he could enter the promised land. And they were already in Canaan, but to claim the land, they had to face the biggest problem of their lives. And that was defeating the Jerichoites, because Jerichoites were armed people. They had iron, uh, iron, uh, you know, tangos, iron weapons to fight against the unarmed Israelites who were camped outside the city. And the Bible says the fear of Israelites had shut the doors of the iron gates. And Jericho was safe, uh, safe and nobody was coming out from there and nobody would dare go inside. Are we facing the biggest challenge in our lives today? Do we think or do I understand that every day Do we find or do you think, do you understand that in order to get into the promised land that I have to defeat the problems in life? Joshua did so. So we are called to defeat the problems in life. The second point that I want to present to you is Joshua saw a man with a drawn sword in his hand. This is quite common in every, every one of us lives. When we see people gathering together, we always think they, they get together against that they are talking everything against us. Sometimes when we, when we see strongest people getting together, we think, oh, they have got together. Now I have no hope of entering into their group. Many a times when we don't have courage to face problems, we tend to think so. But Joshua was a courageous man. He was a born leader and he was called of God and he was called to enter the promised land. And he was only one of the two people who would enter the Canaan who came out of Egypt. And Joshua was a courageous man. And he even went directly to the man with the drawn sword in his hand and asked, Oh, my dear, oh, my dear man, are you for me? or for my enemies. And the man with the drawn sword said, I have not come for you or for your enemies, but I have come as the captain of God's army to fight God's battle. This morning, as we get together, as we bow our heads, as we sit in the presence of God, seeking God's blessings, do we understand that in every walks of our life, God fight our battles. Sometimes we fail to recognize the way that God fights our battle. But it was very evident. It was very evident for Joshua that God had sent somebody to fight, fight their battle. 
many times we get defeated because we don't recognize that God always fight for us. Sometimes we tend to get discouraged and tend to run away from the presence of God because we fail to understand understand that God is willing always at all, at, at all times of our lives that he is willing to fight for us. It is a misconception. It is our fear. It is our inferiority complex to ask people directly, hey man, what is for, why are you here? And why are you come here now? And Joshua as a man, as a leader of Israelites, he has boldly asked his person, why are you here? And the man with the drawn sword said, I have come to fight God's army. Now I have come as the captain of God's army. My dear church members, this evening as we sit together, meditating upon God's word, understand that God is willing to fight our battles at any cost. We may think it is too big for God. We may think it is no human can understand the way the God leads us. But it is always sure and it is always comforting that our master, Jesus, is always willing to fight our battles on behalf of us. The, the, whenever we have to fight our own battles, it is God who fights our battles. When we see, when we think that we have a lot of enemies, when we think that we have to face a lot of problems in life, when we understand that there is nobody standing on our side, there is no hope for us as human beings, as a small group, as a church, as God's people, that we still have to wait a long time to enter the eternal kingdom. Please, please know that our Savior has already come down to fight our battles on behalf of us. It is not by our might, but it is by the might of God's power that we will win the victory. And the third point and the last point I would mention this morning is, Immediately, Joshua knew that it was Jesus who has come to fight his battle. He worshipped the Lord. He fell prostrate before the Lord and said, Oh Lord, please tell me what I have to do. Now it is your plan. Now it is as you tell me that I am going to act. It is not as I have planned all this while. It is not my thinking and imagination. And all my plans that are going to take place, it is as you say that I would carry forward. Oh, my dear church members, for the last many years, many, many years, we have been planning our lives. We have been preparing for life. We have been, uh, you know, thinking and planning and, you know, uh, treasuring a lot of things that we would enter the camp. But all of a sudden, Jesus interferes and he comes before us. And says that I am I am going to fight your battle. And I am going to take lead in your life. And if you would listen to me, 
and you will enter into the kingdom of God. Joshua. Joshua never said that God blessed me with my plans. Joshua never said, oh Lord, I have, I have planned uh, so many, uh, I have planned so much that our people are ready to fight. No. Joshua never said that we have been here for the last one year and we know how to enter Jericho. Joshua never said, you have led us all this while. Now we are prepared and we are courageous enough to enter the Canaan. Joshua simply said, we have a lot of weak, uh, weaklings. We have a lot of shortcomings. Our plans are not the best. But you, God, you have come to our rescue. Now tell us that what we should be doing. And he worshipped the Lord. This morning, as we sit before the presence of the Lord, the church must know that in all walks of life, God fights our battle. No matter how big or the small the problems are, God says that I have come as the captain of the army to fight God's battle as long as we belong to God. As long as we put our trust in God, it is God who is going to fight our battles and it is not going to be a, a one-man business. As children of God, sojourning in the Christian life for the last 40, 50, 60, 70 years, I could see uh, elders who are over 60 years of age. I can see children of a very small age over the, over the years. We have had a lot of experience of God's leading in our lives. But in no point of time, we would boast that it is because of our strength that we have overcome a situation. Unless the Lord had fought our battles, we would have never been victorious in our lives. Unless we had submitted our lives fully before God, we would be never Winning the battle. And God, captain of, the God, captain of God's army, told Joshua, Joshua, if you are willing to listen to me, mind you that you are standing on a holy ground. Now remove your shoes. My dear people of God, are we willing to remove the filthiness that we have in our lives? Are we willing to Give away the cherished sins that we have in our lives. Even when we sit before God, when we see God's blessings, and when we know God is leading us, still we have uh, cover. We have covered uh, the sins that we cherish. We have covered our, you know, uh, the the goodies that we think that without that we will never exist. And Joshua is asked, Joshua, will you? Throw away the filthiness that you have in your life. And Joshua immediately removed his shoes and threw it off. And said, oh Lord, you tell me and let me know the command that you have for me. As children of God, we should be willing to listen to God. And more than that, we should be willing to throw away the filthiness that we cherish. My dear church members, we are in the threshold 
of the heavenly canon. And all through our Christian lives, we had issues, we had problems, we had to face issues after issues. And mind you that God was always with us, fighting for us, and he has given us victory after victories. And here we are almost entering the eternal kingdom. We are, we are given the last trouble. We are given to face the last issue that we have to face. And it is not by our might. It is by the might that God will always provide. It is almost time that we finish our earthly wilderness journey. It is almost, almost time that our Lord come and take us home. And it is the last enemy that we have to defeat. For youngsters, it will be a different problem. A person who is running a family will have a different problem. A person who is running a church will have a different problem. A person who is in the mainstream of social work will have a different problem. And everyone is called to face challenges in life. And we as Christians are called to face a similar challenge in this end time. My dear church members. Will we lose hope? Will we lose heart and say, oh, we will never enter the kingdom of God by just seeing the gigantic Jericho? Just seeing the fortified wall before you, will you say that we will never enter? Never give up. Never give up. And never say that I will never make it. Yes, God has promised the one and only help that will take us heaven. And God has sent his holy son. That he will come and he will fight our battles. And he will help us get through all the problems that we face. And for Joshua and all of his men. It was the Jericho. The last trouble that they had to face. And they had fought the battle without any arms. Without any bombs. Without any nuclear weapons. Without any human wisdom. It is God's wisdom that worked and not even a noise that happened, but Jericho just trembled. You name your problem this afternoon. You name your troubles that you have to face. You name the barrier that you have to, you know, uh, overcome. You name it and just ask the master fighter, the captain of God's army to just help you. And in the history of the earth, there was no war that was won like the war of Jericho. Just children of Israelites just rounded the city 13 times and the walls of Jericho fell trembling. Not even one sword used. Not even one Bomb lasted. Not even one Israelites died. As we, God's children, get together, as God's people sojourn to enter the Canaan, God is assuring us that your life is precious to me. Even though you have to face troubles and temptations and problems and hurdles in life, just mind you that the captain of God's army. Is there always present to fight your battles? Worship the Lord.
once you know that God is taking lead in your lives. Just throw all your filthiness, all the stains and scars of sins from your life that God can take you along with him. And he would declare you as a righteous person and say, for him, for this person, I have fought. And I have fought the good fight I have. And he has won victory. Not by might, but by his spirit. Oh, my dear church members, victory will be ours. If we just worship the Lord. If we just give our lives to Jesus and say, oh Lord, it is not my plans. You know, 2020 was one of the victorious years, as the prophecy said in 2009, I mean, uh, 2019, yes. But as we know, nothing as planned happened. The year is, the year is going to end. God is protecting us. Many of us have planned so many things. Nothing happened as we have planned. This is just a reminder. God is letting us know that it is not as we planned things would work, but God who can save us, who can fight our battles, has all the plans planned much prior to our existence. And he says, just give your lives to me. Just give your life to me. That I will give you victory. That I will help you enter the eternal kingdom. This evening as we bow before God. Be strong and courageous like Joshua. And Joshua years back God has promised. That no man will stand against you. No harm can happen to you. As long as you trust in me. My dear church members. God is promising the same. To each of us. That God will take a good care of us. Though our problems are small or big. Though nobody, nobody cares for us. Though we think that I am lonely and I am, I am disheartened. Sometimes we think the temptation that we have to face is so huge. That no human in the world would face the same way that I would. God tells each of us. Come to me. Come bow before me. Throw away all your filthiness. Because you are standing before a holy God. And God will see that you enter the eternal kingdom. This evening, as we close this meeting, may I request all of you have heard this message. To do an introspection. And say, oh Lord, am I fighting the battle with my own strength? Or am I just thinking that the enemy is all around me, not knowing that it is you who have come to fight my battle? Or do you think that you will fall short of entering the eternal kingdom? If you, if any of those Thoughts are bothering you this evening. Just understand. That God in the past has led us. And he is faithful. And he has promised us that he will take us safe home. This evening as we close. 
May I request all of you to surrender your lives to God. We may not understand the ways of God and the way in which God works. But one thing we know, that the captain of God's army is always present with us. He is ever present with us that he would help us. As we get this message, I want to wish God's blessings that all of us, along with Joshua and all the men who have endured the Canaan, we would enter the promised land. Soon, our Lord will come and take us home. May this be our home this evening. Thank you. For our closing hymn, let us turn to 537, He Readeth Me.
Holy Father, gracious God, once again we come to the Holy Throne of Grace seeking our blessings. Lord, thank you for the message that you have brought us. Lord, we thank you for all the help that you have given us in our day-to-day -day lives. As we, your children, sojourning in this wilderness, oh Lord, we have to face a lot of troubles, a lot of temptations. Sometimes we feel that, oh Lord, the problems that we have to face is bigger than anything in this world. Sometimes we think that we will be shattered because of this problem. But it is always assuring. And it is always nice to know that you are a God who is comforting us. A God who fights our battle. A God who is ready to help at any time of the day. Oh Lord, we seek your blessings and presence all throughout our lives as we are almost reaching the heavenly canon. Oh Lord, we beseech your presence and guidance in our day-to-day -day lives. We pray for the entire congregation bowing before you all. Lord, we pray that we will all meet together in your kingdom. Until then, keep us and fight our battles. For these few verses we ask in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive debts as we forgive debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory forever. Amen. Love of the Father, grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the sweet communion and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us for now, until Jesus come. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for the opportunity. And especially thank you, uh, Pastor Melky, for this uh, great privilege. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you. God bless you and your family. It was a great uh, uh, blessing that uh, we could hear such an encouraging and a strengthening message from Pastor Joe Prakash, uh, the president from North Kerala Conference, on behalf of uh, the Seventh-day Adventist churches in uh, Chemsford and Basildon districts, uh, from Chemsford, Malden, Braintree, and Basildon. We'd like to thank you, Pastor, for coming over, taking your time, a valuable time on the Sabbath day. Uh, to come and uh, encourage us powerful and inspiring message uh, that we can take to our hearts as we go through the ensuing years that the Lord will be always there to fight our battle no matter what. Thank you so much. Uh, may God bless you, your family, and your ministry. I would like to thank uh, all the members who participated in the church services this uh, morning. Uh, those who participated in the Sabbath school as well as in the divine service, uh, you all participated enthusiastically and uh, you know, uh, you all uh, joyfully did all your parts. So, on behalf of our pastor and all the elders, we'd like to thank you all. Now, it is time for us to break out into the room, but don't forget at 3 30, half three this afternoon, you're all uh, requested to come back for the Bible study by our pastor at half past three. Thank you and God bless you. May you have a wonderful Sabbath, rest of the Sabbath day and a beautiful week ahead. 
God bless you and guide you and lead you and he will fight your battles. Amen. Peter, again, by his counsels guide upon.